Welcome to track number 19 of Predestination. 10 reasons why people do not fulfill their destiny. Number one, people who do not fulfill their destiny are driven away from God's will by demons of fear. Now, how many of you remember the story of the parable when Jesus Christ gave one, two talents, five talents, ten talents? Now, the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. But I want to say that the will of God often looks fearful. Many people don't realize that the will of God looks fearful. If you remember Rick Joyner's book on the final quest, there were certain doors that people had to enter. And the most frightening doors were the best doors. When you go through that frightening and dark door, you find out that you have, um, you go to the highest position. Is that not so? So the demons of fear often prevent us from... um, Entering the will of the Lord. And entering the will of the Lord is very, very, very important. And going into the will of God is prevented often by fear. There's a lot of fear in the church. Amen. Are you listening to me? All right. Somebody should turn to Matthew chapter 25. What it is is that um, we have different titles. You know, I was not preaching from any particular book, so everybody's going to get one. All right, so just pick. 
Should it be pick an act or we just pass it around? Whatever you get, that's that's what you got. Spiritual warfare, different things. No, I, I think you've taken too many. Just the back there, okay. As soon as you have one book, it's just a little gift I want you to have. Amen. If you want a different title, you can check what there are so many different ones. No changing, no changing. What you get is what you get. Please. Otherwise, you're destroying the session. I'm preaching, you know. I'm preaching. So, it's the, this preaching session is being destroyed by wasting of time. So, I'm just giving you a gift. That's it. I mean, you can, God bless you. That's it. If you don't like it, you can give it away to somebody. It's a gift. Anita King, you, you are ready with your stuff. Okay, please bring the rest back. Thank you. That's my little gift to you. Amen. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Who didn't get one? No, some people didn't get over there. Look, you can put it in your pocket, you know. It's a blessing. You'll be surprised at the revelation that you, you, you get when you read the little one. You can just leave the box here. Leave the box right here. My darling, my dear, just leave it right here. Okay. I'm sure some people are going to come later. So I didn't get, I didn't get the book. I said, okay, come and take your book. Then, please. It's no quarrel. And then those two, the children, I'm going to give them two each. Yeah, those people who are looking after children. God bless them for looking after children. Huh? No, they're not. The DVDs are there, they are for sale. There's no free one. It's $10 for one. That's. Ah, okay. But these ones are for sale. They are, they are actually for fundraising. So you must get it and use it to help to raise funds and get partners and people to join. That's why they are all here. Powerful uh, DVDs. Okay? Great. Now, why people do not... Hey, we have to finish. Quick. Why people do not finish? Fear. Look. It's frightening to obey God. Many times. Yeah. I tell you. People, 
you, you see us, those of us who are in full-time ministry, we, you see that we've not grown lean, we've not died, do you understand? We've not gotten finished from the earth or become poor or whatever, but still, our children have not been started, but still people are afraid. It's a fantastic thing. It, it's just scary to people. And I've come to see that there is no will of God that doesn't have that component of fear. So the guy said, I was afraid and I hid myself. I was afraid and I hid myself. There's always that fear. Will I make it? Will I survive? Will it be well with me? Can I do it? Can I be a preacher? Can I be a pastor? What about if I fall into sin? People will laugh at me. What about if I make a mistake? What about this? What about that? What about if I'm poor? What are, oh! That, that, that is how the will of God is. There is no part of the will of God that doesn't have this fear component. There's no will. You mentioned the area. Mention the area. If God says, okay, marry. Stand. And you to stand. What's her name? Anita. So now if God tells you, marry Anita, you must be afraid. There will be fear immediately. Because what are you getting into? Do you understand? What's going to be the future? Are you going to be happy? Is he a good person? Is he a nice husband? Will he, will he like, does he snore? Sit down. When I get married, can I have a child? Any will of God that you will follow, there is a fear factor in it. It's not just full-time ministry. Full-time ministry, yes. I can see a lot of people are afraid of it. It's true. But it's not only full-time ministry. It's, let's say, preaching. Yeah. When I was going to start preaching, I was afraid. When I start, will my words get finished? Yeah. In, the, in the middle of the message, will I, will I still have something to say? Huh? Will my words get finished in the middle of the message? Hey. When I started preaching, I tell you, I needed to have my notes with me to be able to preach. And I remember, look, if I don't have my notes, hey, I, 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 I cannot. I remember one day I came to church. It was, then I realized that I did not have my notes. Look, I went back home for the notes. It was the church services. Yes. I, so that I had because I was afraid. I was afraid. When I was going to start to pray for the sick, hey, I was I was scared. Where where are those who are where are those who are uh, here? Where, where's BDR? They've taken books. Okay, 
when I was when I was going to do uh, pray for the sick, I was scared. What about if nobody gets healed? And then I had pastors on the stage. And they would just they would just be sleeping and like so they were not interested in what was going on. Oh. So BDR would introduce the people and she would say it so nicely. I've always remember her for that. She was so happy. And she said, This is a miracle. So that I look at her, I would imagine, I said, Are you sure? You always, if you, are, if you are a founder or a starter, or you start anything, anybody who is with you or helps you at those type of crossroads, you will never forget the person if you are grateful. And that person will always be special to you, no matter what happens. You remember that when I was at this place where everything was about to crash me, this person helped me. It's true. So you need to have the ability to overcome the fears. But as for fears, there are fears. And then sometimes people that help you to overcome. So as we are at a camp, like you say, I'm preaching. You know, it helps you to overcome some of your fears. So, look, why not? Even when you watch those videos that you see, you see people just like you working for the Lord. Uh, uh, Fallon and Michaela, who you saw yesterday, they were messages to you. Some of you. That, why? It not be anything. We go feed you. Yeah. We can also work for God. Yeah. There are also people who, are, who live wherever and whatever. They've also dug the whole place and just gone to work for the Lord. And they are happy. Yeah. It's not that I mean like some God-forsaken Ghanaians without visas who are going to work for the Lord. People cannot travel anywhere. Or people who are, I mean, they are just, I mean, restricted to, to Ghana or restricted to Africa. Those are the few people that are working for the Lord. No, 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 no. In fact, God has blessed me. I have so many international people. Different, different. And sometimes we are traveling. Everybody will bring out a different color of passports. Everybody has a different part. Different nationalities, different whatever. Yeah. It's powerful. You, you think that it's only, I mean, some, I mean, God-forsaken Ghanaians without visas. Natives. <laughs> Or maybe it's only, I mean, laborers who can fix a tent or laborers who can dig a trench. You see, people have come from abroad. The one who is heading the media, she's the one the media, she's a Mexican. She's now she's the one who made all these things. She's the leader. Yeah, total. I said, learn it for me. Do it, just do it. You should see them working like, 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 like bulls. <laughs> fantastic so you, you never know you know so but you see this where people are still afraid it's true there's a lot of fear in the church one day a church member came to see pastor joel yeah i think it was a nigerian brother 
came up to, I think Pastor Joel, I mean, he was preaching these messages in the church that we have. Came up to him and said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. There is a lot of fear in the church. But I want you to know that I don't fear you. <laughs> hey! Because I think the loyalty messages and that is like, Charlie, you have to behave in a particular way. You cannot just be talking anyhow. So he came and said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. So what is it? There is a lot of fear in the church. But I want you to know that I don't fear you. <laughs> For game. Yeah. So, what I'm saying, my dear, is that don't let your don't let fear control you. You see, one day I was playing golf. I came to a particular hole called Hole Five, and that hole, when you play your ball straight, it goes far. But on the right. It's a village. And if your ball goes right, it will go out to that village. And if the ball goes left, it's a forest. And the ground is sloping like this. And the ground is hard like a rock. So when I took my, my, my club to me, my caddy gave me some advice. He said, Bishop, which means that if you are afraid you won't eat. Pastor, if you are afraid, you won't eat. Because I, as he saw, he realized that I was afraid. I was afraid that my boy would go to the right. Because as I play like this, it can turn like this and it will go to the village to be out. And, and then it means that I've, I've lost the hole. And then if I go to the left, there's a forest is there. And then even if I go straight, it's bouncing like this. So as he looked at me, he said, Bishop, who's wound? If, if, if you are afraid, you won't eat. Just play without fear. Just play without fear. Play without fear. Hey! You see, this is what the Lord is trying to tell you. Just play without fear. Don't look at the village on your right and the forest on your left and just play the ministry straight. God will be with you and it will go. The master, I was in Adam and Eve, I was afraid and I hate myself. When you are afraid, you hide all your talents. People are living this life and hiding all their giftings. Their preaching abilities, your singing abilities. Do you think Nadolin can play this guitar and saxophone if she was afraid? No, you need to be bold and step out and make some mistakes. Have you not played in public? You made mistakes. Plenty. Singing is like that. If you are afraid, you cannot sing well. You need to be able to try. Whoa! Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to try something. 
Oh, I will never forget my caddy. I will never forget that caddy, as he told me. Bishop. He said, saw me. He saw that there was a lot of fear in the church. I said, I said it will go left. It will go right. Because always when you play, it doesn't go straight. It's always a right or left. And this one, if you, when it goes straight, the ground is dropping like this to bounce it this way. Oh! Hazards all over the place. So, ministry, your greatest blessings lie in the things you fear most about God. Yes. What you fear most. Huh? In it is your greatest blessing. That's what I've learned. The things I found most frightening are the things where and where you are intimidated a lot about. That's it. So follow it. Follow the fear. <laughs> Don't run away from what you fear. Go to it. And you'll be surprised. Look. We are in a jungle. If you met a lion, what would you do? There are lessons what to do when you meet a lion. Yes. Never run. You see, when you run, the, the lion detects that you are prey. Yeah. because he's trying to assess what you are this is something to eat this is not something to eat so your fear converts you into prey your fear converts you into meat for the devil meat you become meat what they say is that you you, you can take off your shirt or something and, and lift it up like this so that you look big because in the animal kingdom, they go by size. You, you attack something that is smaller. So if it's bigger, they don't, they don't go. That's why lions can attack leopards. Leopards avoid cheetahs. They avoid lions. It's because of size. These lions are just bigger than all the other animals. So by size alone. You know, so you, make, you try to stand and make yourself look bigger. And then it's like you see that it's, it's a big whatever. And that's what I've watched films where you see people trying to come as close as possible. What the alliance do not sense fear in you. Once they sense fear, you become their meat. So you see, many, many of us are becoming the meat for the devil because of the fears that are so much in us. Oh, afraid of this. What about this? What about this? What about in life? All questions cannot be answered. If you want all questions to be answered, you can never move forward with God. But we do not have answers to all questions. <laughs> and you see, there are people who say, okay, so what about this? So will this be this? So will that be this? So will that be that? So what about if this? In case of this, this? In case of... It's, I mean, it's, you cannot answer all questions when it comes to working with God. Because you need faith. That is why we don't bother to offer jobs to people with money. I say you will earn this. No, we tell you, you will earn nothing. If you are coming to work in the ministry, especially if you are coming to work for, expect to be poor. Expect to have nothing. Ish. And I'm not joking, no. 
When I'm joking, I'll tell you that it's a joke. Expect poverty. Yeah. And if you come expecting any, anything other than poverty and hardships, you can easily make a mistake. You can never tell what you will do next in the ministry. What job you will do. There is no way to determine I will be doing this, I will do this, I will do this. What about me? How can I determine what I will be doing next year? I wake up and I've had a vision. I never thought I would write a book on tithing. I woke up somewhere. I was rather having a uh, I say I'm having a vacation and then rather in the middle of the vacation they are informing me that I have to write a, a, such a book. <laughs> so, fear not. And move on. Otherwise you are becoming pray, pray, pray. The devil, you are the devil's meat is just chewing. Demons are chewing you up. Number two. People who do not fulfill their destiny are driven away from God's will by demons of materialism. Amen. Are you there? He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10. Anybody who loves silver and gold will never be satisfied with what he has. I'm telling you. Because you can always have more. I found this out one time I was in Geneva. I had a friend who used to work for a millionaire. I, I was close to this person. So, and he worked, he worked in this millionaire's office. And he was doing accounts for him. And he told me, I think when I first got to know him, the man had 700 million or 600 million, something like that. I worked with him and I was his friend. Every time I would ask him, so how is your millionaire? They say, oh, now he's, he's about $800 million. Then another said, 900 And I remember when I went to Geneva and he said, oh, he's now crossed $1 billion. Then I went back and said, it has come down to 900 and something like that. They are never satisfied. Then I went to Seattle and then I met people who were millionaires. Then I found out that among the millionaires, they have rankings. <laughs> Look. So this guy is about 500 million. This guy is worth about 500 million. This one is about 200 million. This one is only 30 million. This one is just, you know, one or two million. I mean, they have ranks. And I preached. And the reason I, one of the reasons I got to know, I preached about heaven and hell and so on. And the topmost millionaire, the topmost millionaire came up. And the people were telling me because that guy, the comment that he made, I had never heard a, any better message than what I preached. Wow. Including from his own pastor. He had never heard. And it was, it was causing a lot of problems. What his comments that he was, he was calling everybody to tell them that this is the best message he has ever heard. And the people were telling you, that guy is a millionaire. But among the millionaires, he's the senior millionaire in the system. Senior millionaire. 
So as for money, it doesn't satisfy you. Because, you see, many of you, even to be in America, some years ago, you never thought you'd be in America. It was your greatest goal. Okay, now you are here. Now you are here, the other things have become your goals. Sometimes you look at Ghanaians, you say, that, ah, why don't you just stay in a simple place? Why don't you just stay and say, oh, this area is so good, that area is so good. When you were in Ghana, where were you staying? Which, which area were you staying? What's your zip code? People ask, what's your zip code? I mean, which area were you staying in? Where was your house? And that's why some of us don't want to go back. Because you come from deep, deep in certain areas. There's no road there. There's no water. There's no light. But when you come here, now suddenly you've developed different standards and variations. And you are never satisfied. If you were to compare it with where you came Look, Dr. Nosh, you, do you know, remember where you used to stay when I first came to America? The fair, that little room, when you put me under, under the ground, do you remember? <laughs> it is only that, it is only that people uh, always keep wanting to move along levels. But I'll tell you that there. Uh, if you had stayed in that same place. Because to me, that place, where you came from in Ghana, Kolebu Flats. There's, it's true. Straight from Kolebu Flats to that house. Which you drive, you drive to the house like this. Nice. There are houses here everywhere. Pavements, whatever. This is normal. Just whatever you have in America. If you had stayed there, I can tell you that you will be 10 times richer or if not 50 times richer than you are today if you had learned that that this place is where i come from it's more than 100 times better than that place and i'm not following it you are more than 50 times richer than you are today it's true every the house that you are living you would have bought them Twenty thousand cash you would have been buying like that. Or the whole by now you'll be the landlord of that. All those house, everybody in the area will be your tenant. Because it's been fifteen years. Now uh, you see, because of standards which are laid for us. It's true. We go on our journeys. I'm telling you. So he that loveth silver will never be satisfied. You will never be satisfied. That's why you think that everybody in America should be the happiest. It's contentment plus, plus, plus. People are not had depression. You should have thought that you would be happiest. Now, it's not the case. Because it's only like when you love God. And everything, when you start to think in a certain way, you say, what did I mean? Well, what did I have? Where, where am I from? Where, where, where am I from? I mean, which, where, where is my house from? Where, which house did I come from? But you see, we have all these new standards, which I don't have. I don't want those standards. Anything that I'm doing, usually, not anything, but many things that I do, if I, even, if I even do something, there must be a good reason that has made me do it. 
Yeah. But not that. That's what it is. So, brothers, all these things that we love, cars, a, a good Christian should not love, love cars. I'm telling, if you love cars, you will be poor. Because the value of a car is the value of a house. I'm telling you, if you love cars, you will be poor. I'm telling you. So I must have this car, I must have that car, I must have that car. Sometimes I look at people, I say, why don't people, maybe I shouldn't go into all, all those things. Look, when you love these things, it's never enough. It's, it's like a man who is sleeping with different women. It's never enough. They go on and on and different, 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 different. So if you ever get into that as a young person, sometimes it becomes difficult because you are programmed in a certain animalistic way to sleep with multiple people. And there's nothing different that you are really getting anywhere, but it's like, that is how you have become. <laughs> We're expecting something different. And I... <laughs> Mercy. That's why people don't fulfill their destiny. They have a love for something else. Mercy. Next one. Three, people who do not fulfill their destiny are driven away from God's will by the need for the approval and the honor of men. John chapter 5, verse 43. I am come in my Father's name. You receive me not. If another come in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe? In other words, how can you flow? Verse 44. How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Honor of men. The respect of men. Men should approve of you. You see, where you live, the main place of your house that you probably live, I don't know how your house is, probably it's your room. When I moved to my house, I lived in my house for years before I did the sitting room, the living room. And since I made it, I've used, maybe I've gone there about, I don't know how many times I've had visitors, because I don't have visitors. Don't visit me in my house. I don't want you to come to my house. You get it. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't entertain visitors in my house. Yeah. Unless you come to my house and you say, I've seen gadgets in the house. A certain brother visited a certain pastor. And when he came to the house, he saw a satellite dish in the house. 
Not that I, I'll tell you the stories which are uh, 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 are making them up, or it's not true. And then he went back. He said, "I will never pay tithes again because he has seen a satellite dish in the general overseer's house." It's not our church, but it was a general. Say, I will never. I say, I will be in the church, but I will never pay tithes because I've seen a satellite dish. Even in Ghana, in West Africa, all of the, every villages they have satellite dishes. But this guy said he will not pay tithes. At that time, it was not so common anyway. Another brother came to visit the pastor and he saw a sound system and so on. When he went, he said, the guy has got a lot of gadgets in the house. Gadgets. That's why if you come to my house, you come to my sister, you only see chairs. That's all. Because of such people that <laughs> all gadgets have been deleted. <laughs> But we do things so that people will say, Oh, I like your car. Wow. Yeah. I like your, your shirt. Is it Calvin Klein? Is it uh, uh, what? Why do you buy things with names? You don't know you are making somebody as homosexual, you are making him rich. I'm paying for his next, his next palm tree in his house. One palm tree is thousand pounds. I'm paying for each palm tree in his house. Huh? But we want people to say, oh, wow, I like your shoes I like your shoes I have one pair of shoes I don't know where, where, which way it was made even yeah my trousers made at uh, Opera Square yeah it means nothing to me whether you respect my trousers or not it has no meaning to me. You are not important to me in terms of what, what uh, that I don't need your honor. Yeah, I don't need your honor. So I don't do things for you. I don't have to come to America to come and buy trousers. I, I mean, Opera, you know Opera Square. So I'll take you to my tailor. My things are so cheap. That's what allows me to be rich. My things are so cheap. You see me wearing a shirt. Just make it at the Akuko Photo Junction right there. That's it. There's a, there's a tailor there. I just make it. Everything I'm is cheap. So, I mean, what, what do you think I'll use my money for? I don't have anything to do. You know, I, don't have any, I don't have food to buy. I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't have any debts. I don't have to come and buy something with a suit that costs thousands of dollars and all. No, please. So, the honor of men. Yeah. I see people, I see, if you had thought of yourself practically. When you, where you came from, 
which type of meat were you eating? <laughs> Is it not the one with a lot of bones? Now you are, you know different things. <laughs> Look. Prosperity is related to the canker worms and the lower locusts. And that's just when God said, I will prosper you. You see, in that verse in Malachi, people don't want to listen to it. But that's the main thing for prosperity. It's the one that is going out. Because you, let's say God gives me, eh? come, let me show you this. Back. Eh? Let's say we are, we are supposed to fail this 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 uh, uh, what do you call it I'm supposed to fill this box and when you fill this box you are a billionaire when you fill this box you are a billionaire and God gives me for my life he gives me one of these he gives me one huh? he gives me only one then he gives you come you come he gives you hundred of these Hundred of these. Hundred of these bags. And I've been giving only one. Louisa give me one. Or let's say he gives me just one. Or even a small one. Give me a small one like this. And we are all filling this. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nice bag. So now. He has far more than me. He's got this one. Hundred. And he's filling this. And this is full of holes. And mine, I'm also filling my mind is still full of holes. And I just have a small one like this for my life. After a while, I will look like, ah, why is my, ba- my box is full? Yeah. And this guy who has said that, in the end, I rather look like I'm a millionaire. Yeah. And then it be, you even wonder that, ah, what he's saying is not true. So, but you see, Pama worms are eating yours. Locusts are eating everything that you are gathering. Even though you've got hundred times, you are filling this hundred times over. It's just fantastical. So wealth creation, that's why I said that I'll raise more money. My, my emphasis is not on getting money from you. My emphasis is on reducing the things that I'm spending and the expenses that we are making. That's what I'm, I'm more on that. I'll get more money from that than raising money from you. Look at how difficult, look at how difficult it is. It was to get 100 people to give $100. And I got only two people to give whatever. And one person to give this. And then whatever to give 1000 Look at how difficult it is. Oh. I raised more money. I just put one of my secretaries and I said, look, find something in China. Something that I need. You see, I needed to come here to come and raise some money. And I said, I will never even get this money when I When I put it on, she was working. She was working. She said, that they have found this in China. I said, talk, talk to the people. She started talking to the people. And then, All my problems, the bills and the expenses, everything just evaporated. <laughs> I'm telling you, by just going by a different route. Some of you, you don't need to buy uh, any clothes for the next seven years. If you take, if you take what you have now and rotate the ones that you haven't worn for some time, you can't even find your things. 
There's no way in the house to keep all the things that you have. So, Gilly, do you, do you understand? Now you see somebody's got a little bag. You've got hundreds of these big ones. Now that person rather looks like he's richer than you. I have to pay this, own this, that, that, this, that, 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 whatever. When you go to Switzerland, you see, I have a pastor that he, has not, he does not have a car. I mean, Swiss people, they are rich. You see the president going to work with a bicycle. I'm telling you, bicycle. The president, you see him going to work on a bicycle. He's paddling. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Whose bag is this? You will get shoulder pain with this type of heavy bags. Huh? Thank you. Number four. People who do not feel their destiny are driven away from God's will by demons of earthly mindedness. Earthly mindedness always keeps you from fulfilling your destiny. Once you think of the earth, your real reason for coming to this world will be clouded. When you start to think of what I will eat, drink, raw, have children, this, uh, it's just earthly. Your whole life is just like an animal. But when you lift up your eyes above these earthly needs, uh, you suddenly become superior. You live for a different reason. You live for a different vision and purpose for your whole life. Because you are more than clothes, shoes, this, that, 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 that. It's true. The whole life is more than shoes, clothes. And, well, maybe the girls notice each other's shoes. I don't notice your shoes. I don't notice your shoes. Sometimes you ask a lady, have you seen this? So, what's her name? So, a, a sister called Susie. Then you ask, is it the one with the, this hair? Is it the one with the, we, we don't notice who. Yeah. You are doing it for yourselves. Yeah. You should impress yourself. Be happy anyway. Earthly mindedness. Oh. Number five. No, Colossians 3 2. Colossians 3, number four still. Set your affection. Is this coffee for me? Oh, okay, I didn't see you bring it. It's cold. Set your affection on things above. It's like setting your radio station. Set the dial like this. Tune. Tune. Some of you have been listening to, um, what do you call it? Joy FM on the internet but you need to listen to sweet melodies you need to tune it to sweet melodies fm yeah 
So that's, that's where we, some of us preach on. You get it? And you can get live programs from the church when we are going live. It's a station that has given us a lot of favor. Amen. It's a yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah. We are blessed. We are grateful. When you have church members who give you access, it's a blessing. Amen. So, set your affection. Tune. Tune. Tune it. Turn it to that area. Turn it away from the earth. Wow. It's a powerful message. Number five. People do not fulfill their destiny because they think that their destiny is small. Yeah. The Bible tells us that the 25, Matthew 25 verse 18, but he that had received one talent went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Amen. Isn't that fantastic? Huh? But he that had received one went and digged it in the earth and hid his Lord's money. The one who received the least gifts. You see, anytime you have something that you think is small, you feel that it is not powerful. You feel that it's, you don't have much to offer. Then you will tend to keep it and hide it. So well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a this. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a whatever. No. I cannot sing like this. I cannot. You will never know what you can sing till you start singing and making mistakes. You have to start it and make the mistakes. Amen. How many of you enjoy listening to some of the preaching that I've been preaching? You, do you know my greatest criticism when I started was I don't know how to preach. Yeah. So I, don't, I just it doesn't know how to preach. <laughs> yeah. That was my greatest criticism. I don't know how to preach. Huh? Dr. Nosh. Oh, you, you don't remember? Yeah. So I don't know how to preach. Everything that I do eh, and I've done in the ministry, there's always been like, he's not this, he's like this, he's this, not this, this, this. That's how I've come through. That's why I'm always encouraging you because me, as to me, I haven't had only these visions. I've seen Jesus. Nothing. I don't have all that. I'm praying. Every day I pray. Today I prayed. I knelt. I said, Lord. And that's why these days often when I finish talking to people, I apologize. And when I pinch, I said, if I've offended you, anything I've said, I'm sorry. Or how I spoke. If I've sounded proud, forgive me. It's true. Look. We are nothing. But still, that small one that we have, we must use it. We must. matter how little it is you see when uh, doctor that, you see sometimes there are little things that you do but you don't know how important i was telling you how big you are used to announce uh the miracles eh? yeah it's a miracle and her smile and and she seemed to believe the things 
you know. Yeah. She seemed to believe it. But what I'm saying is that you, that small thing is maybe everything. So now you see that you see Doctor Go. It is you see it was it was even in America when he was doing a, a program here. We came for some service, and then he, he was introducing in Manhattan. That is when I noticed him. Yeah, that's when I noticed him. When he was explaining the miracles, I said, "Really? <laughs> you may not know something little that you are doing." Because when you are on stage, you are doing miracles. You see, you need help. I'm telling you, you need everybody. That's why when you look on stage, you see a lot of people. My sinkers are there. Sometimes that's when I grow wild on them. I've sucked some of them from stage before. Because there's tension on the stage. Look, one of the things about pastors, when pastors are on the stage, they have a mind that, do it and let's see. Do it and let's see. So, what, what we heard of here, do it. And it's like, it will not happen here. And you see, when, sometimes we are having miracles, I mean, crusades, sometimes the people don't really understand what you are saying. Sometimes we'll be there. The crowd is loud, the crowd is thick. If God has seen you come, nobody will come. We'll be standing here, they'll be there, they'll be there. We'll all be there. <laughs> And you can almost hear in the people say, Today be today. Today be today. Today, today be today. Yeah. So anybody who is helping you is very important. So when you say you have you have a little gift or are not important, you don't know. That's why I say that. When somebody likes someone, often you don't know the real reason why the person likes that particular person. This is what I've come to see. From the different people that work with me, I've come to see that I like everybody for a different reason. If you press me for the real reason, you'll probably be surprised at what I will tell you. It's true. It's true. Some people, I... I I enjoy them because I just even see love in their eyes. They believe, they believe in you. Because all around, people don't believe you. Then you look here, you see this person is full of adoration and admiration. Oh. You look around, you hear things. You, this, you, this, you. Then you look and this person seems to think everything is good. You, you, you like that person to be around. This is wonderful. It's wonderful. So, never minimize your gift or you think that, oh, it's not. You will lose your whole calling because of only that one thing. You, you have heard me say, mention this in about BDR many times. If you've listened to different things, you have mentioned it, I've mentioned it, I've mentioned it, I've mentioned it. And, unless I'm pretending or I'm lying. Uh-huh. So, oh, we're making up things. You see, man? I don't have anything to say. But that is why we say that your little, 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 little gift, eh? Charlie, collect the thing and start. That's what I've done with my life. My little preaching that I could preach. With my notes. I had my notes and Fred Price. Because I know I watched Fred Price and I saw that he had a Bible like this. And he had 
notes that he clipped like this. And he used to work like that with the Bible. So that's what I also did. I have my notes. And I clip it like that. And you forgot it one day. I forgot it one day. The church cannot go on. What are you talking about? (laughs) I need it. I need it. To start my little gift with my students. My little students in the church. I didn't put it down. And look at me today, I'm preaching to here. From here, I've been invited to Panama City. They keep inviting me. It's not free. Yeah, just to come appear, make an appearance. One day, two days. Put me in a five star, the top there overseeing the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Whining and dining. And then another city. Then another country. Another country. Another country. Different. I'm, I'm flying into Johannes. Before I go home to Ghana, I'm going to so many countries. Every country, two days I go, then I leave. Yeah, I used to pass more kids that I had. I didn't say that, oh, I'm not this. I'm not like this. I'm not like that. I don't have. This is the little contribution I can make. You know, Tia could make a little contribution with his. Uh, Computer, Bible school, whatever. You don't have an idea. Very, that more thing is, oh, it's nothing. You know, so whatever. You know, the bishop has people, and uh, I don't have people. Don't say I have people. Don't say I have people. I need people. Don't say God has all. There are already people. There's nobody doing anything. Don't think in that way. The lepers are few. Bring your small one and let add it to it. So don't exclude yourself. When you, when you hide your little contribution that you could have made to me, to, the, to God, to the ministry, you kill your destiny. What you are predestined to become, it ends, I tell you. Because that little contribution that you would have made, you don't do it. And you need to be flexible. If you are not flexible, you cannot fulfill your destiny. That's another point. Actually, it's a point. Stiffness. Do you know why? Because the road to whatever you are doing, going to do, is often not clear. The person who made these uh, things, when she came to Ghana, that's not the work she was doing. I want to just come. Come, come. And we started. <laughs> Your credentials even are the different things you've done. That's what even gives you a rank. Okay, we have done different things. What are the different things you have done? I, I, um, can I, I came in at them. Hello, I, I actually came in as the marketing officer of DGTP. 
It didn't work at all. Yeah, he came, you see, Fasoko is very impressive. So he wrote a CV. When yeah. I was coming, you want to work market, in the ministry. I said, what can proposal. you do? Oh, I can market the books. I can do this. So he it's wrote a okay. proposal. <laughs> <laughs> but see, he was not good at that at all. So he started and almost, I mean, shortly after said, no, pum, explosion. Move to another place. <laughs> That at the point I was your personal assistant, then the studio, and then um, we had a music studio. We had a studio, we packed it down. Yeah, it was shut down. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in the finance office, there was this Albatross project. Yeah. I worked, I worked in uh, the printing press with uh, Mrs. Saki. Um, I worked with Healing, if I went Healing Jesus began. It was myself, Reverend Prince, and um, yeah, he, was ad- he was advanced team for Healing Jesus when Healing we started. Jesus, and then also when we were writing books. Yeah. Oko used to be my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bishop, there was a point at which I didn't have a job definition. <laughs> I used to come in the morning and leave in the evening. <laughs> It's fantastic. (laughs) But you see now, his way is a bit clearer. And see that his line is the pastoral, the young people, and the pastoral work. And that's why this is the only pastor who's, apart from myself, that I know DVDs, CDs, people, and I hear them. Yeah. He has, I have homecoming. He has some coming. He has his own homecoming. The only other person who has a homecoming. I have a macanet. He has malat. I have camps. He has camps. But if you are not prepared to be flexible, and just okay now this okay now this okay now this okay now this okay now because the thing is that we are not going we are trying to locate your your gifts i'm telling you and the same thing goes even in the uh, preaching in the churches that's why we transfer because you you'll be surprised that sometimes you are preaching somewhere and you are your church is not growing because the people are rejecting you but you don't know that they are rejecting you it's true. I've transferred pastors. I've seen sometimes I've seen that the people are not accepting. It's like pregnancy. Sometimes in, in some cases, the woman's immune system rejects the sperms that are coming from the man. There are some cases like that. That's why some people are even given things like um, puritan and sometimes a bit of steroids to lower the rejection. You know. Because when, when people have transplant, they are giving steroids to reduce the, lower the immune rejection of things. So sometimes you, somebody can have been given something as simple as peritin. And, and as simple as some, sometimes some little steroids. And it reduces the rejection. Because sometimes you are, your seed is come, is good, but it's rejected. I've seen it many times. And sometimes there is a place where you will be accepted. The people will really believe in you. They will really receive you. But 
only that you haven't maybe where you are now is where you started or where they saw you learning some things it's true it's true they saw you learning they saw you learning they saw you struggling so, so maybe God wants you to have a place where, where you come with that aura of I mean, already made already made something but you see the stiffness that we have I tell you when I was transferred from the Kodesh I was very sad but I tell you even today when I go back to the Kodesh when I preach at the God, I am received so different yeah, when I come I feel some authority I say hey these same people when I preach once I say I better go quickly before it changes oh I preach and I struggle for years. And when I took that prosperity book and I started, that was the end. I said, no, this is the last I'm going. <laughs> and look at me preaching to hundreds of thousands of people today. If you put the whole of Lighthouse together and you cannot get all those numbers of people in just one day of one crusade. <laughs> but you see, you don't even know what God has for you. Me, I knew that the crusade, I mean, I would be doomed to whatever. I said, I would do it still. Yeah, I'll do it. And the first crusade, we had 600 chairs. We arranged 600 chairs. 600 chairs. I remember, pa, 600. We prayed. Zozola, papa. To have a crusade, 5,000 people came. One day we had a crusade. In the last day, 5,000 people came. We had a meeting. This and that, this and that. Today, and there's nothing like 5,000. There's nothing like 10,000. The crusade is far beyond. There's nothing like... When Olivia is doing afternoon prayer meeting, there are 10,000 people before the crusade has started. Yeah. Afternoon prayer meeting. You see those... You see... 10,000 people are sitting there. The crusade is starting next week. They've started build, the build up because the crusade starts before the crusade. If there's a build up, they show videos, they do this. They, see, now the crowds have started coming and gathering at the place before the actual crusade starts. So, the small thing. So, I mean, you, when, when, when God is okay, now here, to the left, change your star. Change your star. Be like that. Be like that. Change your star. So flexibility, power steering. We need power steering. I mean, a man who is married to a woman who is not flexible. He's trying to use power steering this way, this way, and there's a. Yeah. Before I realize the man is disappointed. <laughs> you need flexibility to be successful in your marriage and fulfill your destiny of your marriage. Hey. If you are not married, just put it in the wardrobe. One day you, you need all this. Number six. 
7. Having a higher estimate of yourself will make you miss your destiny. And unto one he gave five talents. To one he gave five talents. And to another two. Everyone according to his several ability. Now, unfortunately, what people don't realize is that they are being given things according to their abilities. But sometimes they think that their abilities are more than what has been given to them. You feel that this thing is below my ability. Maybe you are sent to a branch and that branch is smaller than you. You feel that it is below your ability. Or to a hall. You feel that this hall is below my ability. And it makes you not want to do the work. But you don't know that God is giving you according. When God put me in Kolegono. I don't know anybody in Kolegono. I don't know anybody in Kolegono. I've never met anybody in Kolegono before. I went to Kolegono. But God gave me Kolegono according to my ability in the ministry. He gave me a rubbish dump. Because that is what was my, according to my ability. But I could have lifted up my nose and said, mm. And I called my sister-in-law. And I, I remember one day we, we, I went there. We were, I was, and she, she looked at the place. She said, Is this where we are coming? I said, Yes, this is it. She said, Hmm. I will never forget her face on that Sunday morning. We had these benches in the place, the toilets everywhere, no roof, rubbish dump all around. Muslims were playing gambling outside. People were doing all kinds of things. She said, Is this where we are coming? I said, Yes, we are moving from the canteen to this place. But you see, God has seen my ability that I was worth a rubbish dump. And he has given me the rubbish dump because that is my ranking at that point. But you see, I don't have to think of myself as greater than that place. I have to see myself as, this is what I deserve at this stage. This is what is good for me. This is what is my level. And I have to flow in it. I don't have to say it's below me. It's not below me. There's nothing below you. Don't be too big. When you feel bigger than you and have a higher estimate of yourself, you miss your calling and your real destiny for your life. It's passed through the bush. You are brought into the choir and they say, join the altars, join the this. You say, no, but I am a soloist. You are a whatist. You are a whatist. You are a whatist. You are a talented solo artist. Ah. In my former church, I was a this and I was a that. I'm a soloist. You are a whatist. That's your rank. Your rank is that job that has been given to you. So don't feel like I'm above this or this is I mean, too small. I've done all this work before. I must be moving further. This is what you must do. You've been giving money to count. Say, oh, I can't count money. That's what your rank is. Please. God has given you according to your ability. You say, I cannot serve tea. I cannot do this. That is your rank. That's your accepted and do it well. And when you do faithful in it, you'll be surprised. You God will promote you from the rubbish dump. Right now, the the rank that I've reached is that the people with me are the ones being invited. That is even higher than being invited. 
Yes. Bishop Saki was invited to Malaysia. He went, he went for his honey, uh, honeymoon because my friend said, when he came, he said, when Bishop Saki gets married, I want you to send him to Malaysia. I will take care of him. Hey! They treated him like a king. And then in addition to that, they asked him, if you can preach, preach. Now, the people that are with me, they are the ones being invited. It's even higher than being invited. Is it not fantastic? Is it not fantastic? I started from the rubbish dump to the point where now the people that are with you, they, they just even invite the people around you. <laughs> they just invite the people around you. So, is there anybody with you? Can he come for us? Because sometimes they don't even invite you because they feel that this is below you. Let's get sometimes the people that... It's amazing. It's fantastic. So, please, don't think that there is anything. That's why I say I'm a lay photographer. And I'm not joking. I consider myself as a photographer for the church. It's true. I bought a camera specially for that. I have whatever I take photographs, and usually my photographs are usually among the best. They, they ask them the many things. If you ever see some of the magazines, or most of the pictures I took them for the people, yeah, I see that it's not below me to take photos. So people say, "Hey, Bishop is taking. Why should they not take photographs? Why should I not take photographs? Am I above taking photographs? Bishop's arranged. Am I am I above arranged? I'm playing an instrument." I have my own studio. I'm playing with it. I'm doing rehearsal. I do rehearsals. Yeah. It's not about, It's not below me. Why, why do you think some things are about, below you? Where did it come from? Where do these things come from? I'm asking, where do these things come from? Where do these things come from? I can't live in this area. I have to live in this area. I can't be in this type of car. I have to be in this car. I can't be this. I have to do this. I can't, I can't serve myself. You are a husband, you can't serve yourself. Come on, get to the job and start serving yourself. Serve yourself. Serve yourself. Lay out. Hit the food. Do the work. Why? Get to the job and organize the thing. <laughs> you can't do what? What do you mean? I said, what do you mean? Get to the job. Set yourself. Okay, hit the food. Do whatever. What do you need to? What do you need to do? Do it. What are you talking about? You can easily miss your destiny. You were given according to your several ability. And that ability, God knows about it. So if you are, it's now above you to do this or above you to do that, it's not above, it's not above you. It's not below you, I should say. Hmm. 
Number what are we? Eight. Number eight. Laziness will make you miss your destiny. Laziness. Matthew 25 verse 26 says, And his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Lazy boy. You'll be surprised to know that a lot of destinies are quenched by laziness. Simple, simple laziness can prevent people from prayer, from fasting, from witnessing, from coming to church, from coming in the evening, from reading your Bible, from coming for all night, coming for rehearsal, staying for the teaching, coming even to the session. You are still sleeping in the room, snoring. When we are preaching, you are snoring in the room. You can easily miss your destiny. You're missing your destiny. You don't know what you are going to receive. That you are sleeping, getting fatter. No movement in your life. It's true. You would have thought that at your age you will have some agility, energy, energium, energium, some vitality, some vigor, some agility, some motion. But you just want to be there. Breathing in and out like a toad. You don't want to move. You don't want to move. Your destiny involves movement. I say your destiny involves movement. Bible says the spirit of the Lord moved. In him we move. The spirit of the Lord moved on the surface of the earth. And the pillar of the cloud moved by day. Pillar of fire by night. There is always movement in the kingdom of God. And that you must thank. I say you people must thank God for his wisdom. His guidance. For us to make changes. To change pastors. To move the church. And because even as I've come to America. I can see that eh, the church even has changed. It has grown. There is a certain growing from another angle. I can see it. I can feel more people, different people growing and coming up. You understand? And you can, you can feel it in the system. You can see that other people are coming up. And you see, there must be movement. There must be motion. There must be movement. There must be changes. It's very important. You know, it's very important. So, and sometimes when there's a change, it involves a new organization of your life. I tell you, but you've got to be ready for it. You've got to be ready for it. And whatever the Lord is asking you, movement, change. Okay, you are the choir leader. Okay, now start a new choir. You are no more the choir leader. You are just a, a starter of a choir. 
do any new things do whatever it is and move ahead you are not too old to make changes at your age you are not too old to make changes thank god that the system is moving and i i intend to move it more like changing like this changing 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 at the beginning of this year i had some meetings and i i moved people around i called i said i told i called my pastor who is in Navrongo. i said i'm sending you to brazzaville yeah i'm sending you to congo brazzaville I call another pastor. I said, I'm sending you to, uh, to Wa. I call my pastor in Congo. I said, I'm sending you to Botswana. I called them. Sending different. I said, I move, 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 move. I'm moving because I'm trying to improve things. And you want to say, ah, but my wife has bought a kiosk here. Your wife shouldn't bother. Don't, don't start. Don't start. Your wife has a kiosk. Your wife has a kiosk. So the whole church, the whole church must. The whole church must change because of your wife's kills and your wife's hairdressing business that you have started. Now the church is being guided by your wife's kills. Or your child's school. My child has started a new school. My child is this and that. Please, we cannot follow those domestic things in the ministry. The ministry is not guided by domestic issues. Hallelujah. Laziness. Often it's just, you know, the changes that come. It's like, ah, where do you start off? Pastor Joel was in New York. I said, come to, At- uh, where did you come to? Atlanta. I remember one time I called, he said, I said, well, how is it? He said, he said, who is like starting all over? There's nobody in the chair. There's nothing. You're now starting right here. Yeah, again, you are now going to start witnessing, trying to find people. Where do you stay? Yeah, church members are calling him Joel. Joel, where's Joel? But see, we are here in Atlanta now. We are here in Atlanta. We are in Atlanta. And, and, and you see, if you don't want to move, then you see that the whole church is not being covered by your kiosk, it's being covered by your child's school, it's being covered by your hairdressing business, it's being covered by so many things except the Holy Spirit. Everything except the Holy Spirit is guiding the church. What is the future of a church which is being guided by somebody's wife? Now you tell me what's the future of a church which is being guided by somebody's wife? Somebody's wife is guiding the whole church. Hey! As long as we are young in our minds and our hearts, we will be ready to move and change. We are changing. We are driving. We are driving. We are not too old. We are not too old. One of my pastors, we came for a meeting. I look at him, I said, Pastor, your hair is too gray. So I told him, I said, you have to dye it. You see, it makes you look like an old man. Looking tired. But you are not that old. And I found somebody else whose hair was uh, uh, black. But he's, he's, he's older than the guy with the gray hair. Because, yes. Because although gray hair is a sign of old age, 
it also sometimes you have some people who have more gray hair than others. Because sometimes you can have a young person with gray hair or white hair. You know, and so when you are even relating with the person, you, you will say, Please, uncle. Please, auntie. You see, a young person like you is being called auntie because of your big bottoms. You are happy. You are receiving uncle, uncle, auntie. A young person like you. They call you father. They call you auntie. They call you uncle. At your age, somebody is calling you uncle. At your age, somebody is calling you uncle. Ah! You better clear that hair from there and become young again. And some of you, you need to look young. You have to look, you look too old at your age. You see, there are some women, they dress like mommies. Mommies. Even though they are young, they, they carry themselves in a way. At your age, you cannot wear a dress. You, at your age, you cannot wear trousers. So there's no trousers that can fit that thing. <laughs> at your age, you cannot wear trousers again. Why? laziness look death is the place of absolute stillness so as you get towards death you slow down and slow down until you finally stop so if you don't want to die soon Charlie increase your motion so that you will not be approaching that place quickly. Yes. Haven't you seen children? Running. When you say, run here, run here. Run. It's a sign of youthfulness. Running here, going here. They don't walk. They can't sit in one person. They are getting up, moving around, doing this, going here. It's a sign of you. And even in the, in the, in the ministry, that motion is a sign of youthfulness and life. You must, you must rather value it and be thankful. If, if after we finish this camp, you go back to your houses and then you get a message and say, Bishop says that he wants to have another camp. Come in March. You should say, oh, you, we are coming. You don't have to say, you don't have to say, ah, but we had, we had one, uh, what do you call it? We are using our vacation. We are doing this. We are finishing this. Our money is this. He raised funds last time. When we go this time, he's going to raise funds again. You see, it shows you some rigidity, some stiffness. And one of the reasons, I remember one country, I didn't, use, I didn't have camps there because it is so rigid to have a camp there. 
when you go say, oh, you have to tell us in advance. You have to tell us this and this. Our people are this. Over here, this. Over here, they cannot easily get a hall. Over here, this. Over here, this. Over, over here, over here. I said, be there. Be there. Because, 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 even me, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the plan so clearly, so much in advance. Some people will invite me one year. And I say, look, I can't tell what I'll be doing in a year's time. That you have invited me one year, so I should promise and say that when I don't come, then you say whatever. I can't plan so far. I want to plan, but I can't tell. Sometimes, but I, I don't want to plan now. But sometimes it's not that easy. So movement is it's that flexibility and movement. You see, but the older you get, the more. The bones. Number ten. Oh, wickedness. Number eleven. Ten. A judgmental attitude. Sure. Not knowing points in a twenty, how many? Twenty-six. Sure. <laughs> when you judge me, you ended up you ended up judging yourself. Let's say you are judging my preaching that I'm not preaching well. You, you've judged yourself because yours is worse than mine. You understand? And soon you can't preach. When you judge me for taking offerings, you prevent yourself from taking offerings. Because you'll be in my shoes at a point. And suddenly you see that. You can't do it because you, know, you used to have these funny thoughts. How many have noticed that? How many of you criticized me before you joined the church? Raise your hand criticize me before you join the church oh there's nothing wrong with that yes now how many of you realize that it makes it difficult for you to come to join that same church after you've spoken certain things you have to go through correction in your mind you have to rearrange things in your mind because what you didn't like now you have to like is it not fantastic what you said was not good. Now it's very good. What you said was poison. Now it's vitamins. <laughs> and, and everybody you told that this is poison, you have to now tell, no, no, no. The P, the P, the, I actually meant vitamin P. Phosphates. Not poison. I meant phosphate. I meant phosphate, not poison. Do you see? So when you are judgmental. Now in Matthew 25, he said, the guy said, I know thee that thou art a hard man. I know thee that thou art a hard man. When you, when you describe, so I know thee that thou art a choleric. That's why I say, don't look at somebody in a physical way. So I know thee that thou art a man. That is why you, you say the things you say. 
Never think of me as a man. Never think of me as a man. Just think of me as a spiritual person. Uh-huh. Don't think of me as a half caste. Don't think of me as a half caste. You will not like me. Because you may remember some other half caste that you know. So as you start judging me, he said, I know thee that thou art a hard man. If you see ladies working with me, say, oh, he likes girls. Now, your ministry will, when, one day you get to a place, then from here onwards, only the girls are going to help you to go. You can't, you can't. Because remember what you said. Remember what you said? Do you remember what you said? <laughs> so, <laughs> we are going to do what? Shut up, this way. And that's the end of you. Yeah. It's true. It's true. The same things that you say. And you just, that's why people can't move. People can't. Rick Joyner said in his book, said that there are many ministers who are haunted by things that they have said in the ministry. And they are unable to enter those areas because of the things they have said about those particular things. When you've criticized a prophet, you criticize visions, you criticize what when is you are having a vision, you can't you can't even say it. You can't even say because yours is more fantastic than the other one. You can't do visions, you can't do any because you've criticized it and made fun of it. So judging people that are ahead, there's no there's no problem. Even if I'm not doing well or you don't like what or you don't like what uh, Creflo Dollar is doing or don't like what uh, who is uh, who, uh, 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 De Long or what there's no problem. God himself will sort them out by himself. There's no need to say whatever. Do you understand? Yeah. They, they are working for God. God does his own whatever. Then you start to talk. You realize you see that suddenly the main thing you need to do is what Creflo Dollar does. Is the main thing that you need in your to add to your life and ministry, but you are past judgment over that thing. So now it's, you are out of it. Are you there? The next one. How many do you have? Twelve. We're going to end soon. Don't worry. Despising your gifts. Have I given you that point already? despising your gifts looking down despise when you despise you look at yourself and say, i'm not nice i'm not good i'm not nice i'm not like this i'm not like that it's not true otherwise nobody will get somebody to marry we are all so different isn't it amazing everybody is different and people people have somebody to marry Because no matter how different you are, there's something nice about you. How many have ever seen somebody's husband or somebody's wife and thought to yourself? You didn't say it, but you thought to yourself. You thought to yourself that, hmm. Why, why, why did this guy marry this girl? Has it occurred to you before? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. You see. But you see, the person is nice to somebody. It's nice to somebody. But it occurs to you because it may not be what you would choose. But that person is nice to somebody. 
many have met somebody's wife or husband or whatever and you look at it and say hmm. she's a bit too this or that that and then you even how many of you that's okay to that is there another reason Is there another reason why they are getting married? But I tell you, you'll be surprised at what everybody likes. Something different. That's why I cannot choose a husband for you or a wife for you. You have to like the person. But the things you are going to do in the marriage are wild. Wild, wild things. If you don't like the person, you cannot do it. Mate, the things in marriage are wild. Though. If you don't like the person, you cannot do it. You have to really. One day I visited a certain man. When I got to the house, I saw that there was tension in the house. There was a settee. That is where either the woman lives and the man lives in the room. They were not together anymore, even though they were staying in the same house. And later, talking to the, the brother, was explaining to me that this lady, she said that she cannot stand the man at all. Said to sleep with him, she has to drink and be drunk before that she can allow something like that. She can't stand him at all. Hey, if you marry somebody you don't like, that is that would be your portion. So that you have to drink before. <laughs> or sedated. You have to be sedated. <laughs> but there is something nice about the person you despise. Look. What you despise, somebody has seen something golden in it. You never know why people like people. When my father was alive, he had some people who worked for him. I always thought he should sack them. One day he found some of them stealing his medicine that he had for his horses. I mean, the main guys that he was working with, they were the ones stealing. He didn't sack them. Yeah, I thought oh, this is the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they were still flowing around. He, he was angry. This, 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 this. Ah, why? You, you never know why somebody likes somebody. <laughs> it's true. So don't despise. There is something. Ve- Look. I'm going to choose a line here. From here. If you are in this line, stand up. My hand, my hand like this. One line, one logo, logo line. Only one line. Please, if you are out of my line, sit down. <laughs> sit down, sit down. Behind it, yes, yeah, sit down. Like this. Okay. Now, could you? There's something very nice about you. 
Sit down. What else do you want to hear? There is something very nice about this guy. Yeah. Sit down. There is something. Uh, he looks like Martin Luther King. Malcolm yeah. X. There's something very nice about you. Sit down. Don't let anybody despise you. There's something very nice. Do you have a husband? But there's something very nice about you. Yeah. Sit down. There's something very nice about you. Maybe maybe it's just a smile, isn't it? Yes. The brother, do you have a, a wife? Three wives. Ah, okay. Yeah. Why are you sitting down? I ask you to sit down. There is something very nice about you. Sit down. Sister in red, do you have a husband? Yeah. There is something very nice about you. Are you beautiful? Are you tough? Sit down. Brother, do you have a beloved? A wife? There's something very nice about you. Sit down. And then in the corner, there's something beautiful about you. Sit down. Don't despise something God has made. So something God has made is not nice. That is why you, you have to be careful. So, even if it occurs, hey, why did he marry? No. <laughs> Shut up. So you are going to make a comment. I was, oh, the person is not. Oh, he should have married. Oh, it's not. Hey, what do you mean? What do you mean? Should I have married this? Should I have married that? Should I have married this? Should I have... Huh. You cannot choose. Somebody wanted me to choose. I said, I cannot choose for you. Choose it. Because the things in marriage are wild. Wild, wild things. Amen. I think we are going to end for breakfast. Amen. What a word. Come on. So, don't despise. Even if somebody despises you, you don't despise yourself. As you see me here, I, uh, I have been despised. Uh, do you know if somebody calls you Obroni Pete? Do, do you know what it means? It means a white voucher. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody calls you Obroni Pete. What does it mean? Yeah. White man voucher. White man who is a, vul- a vulture. Red. You say yellow. No problem. And in the ministry, so he doesn't have power. Who? Dark. Dark. Where did, where did he come from? All those people, I tell you, God has, by the small little thing that is in me, Slowly, 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 I'm using. So don't let anybody despise you or look down on you. 
from today i'm telling you that you are nice and from today i'm telling you that there is something you know some of you you think that you have slept with so many people that you are not valuable in. but i'm telling you that is yeah some of that is even what makes you attractive it's true and gives you authority there are people one day a certain pastor his father called him he said i want to give you only one advice his father i want to say only one thing he said never marry a virgin the advice he gave him never marry a virgin and that and the father is now dead that's the only advice his father gave him so you see you may you may you may even think that oh if i was a very good bishop was saying you know you must be this you must be this you must be this you must be but you'll be surprised that sometimes even what is in your background it even contributes to make you who you are but it does anyway so you can't change some, some things you can't change now if you are a virgin don't say ah now they say we should uh, we should not be virgins and it's going to increase our you are a fool you are a fool huh? you are a stupid fool that's not what i said your mouth because being a virgin too can make you very attractive yes don't despise your virginity what are you what have you been where have you been which country are you from what color are you it's part of your calling part of your gifts part of your creation and you'll be surprised if you take what's that woman's name that woman who preached Juanita Bynum yeah she used her background to be she's most famous uh, Fred Price's church in uh, whatever I hear it's been filled only twice on the dedication and then when she came there yeah you'd be surprised so it is rather the multiple sexual encounters rather that has rather given you some credentials <laughs> don't just don't despise yourself whatever state you are in now God is now coming to use you Charlie don't despise say look by the grace of God I'm here if you have been an arm robber before say look use it <laughs> Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift your hand and just thank God for his blessing.
Yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the great blessing that has been given to us now. Hallelujah, Lord. 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 Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Father, thank you for the great blessing you've given to us. Lift your hand. Just pray, Lord, whatever it is that I'm keep me from fulfilling my destiny, what you have you already prepared and planned for me, let it let it go out of my life in the name of Jesus. I'm breaking out of it now, Lord. I'm breaking out of it now. Every fear is broken today in Jesus' name. Ah yeah 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 Oh
This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.